0: Welcome to the Legends Pod. This is the Blitz. Not sure if you heard, but sports are back. And we're going to be dropping a couple uh, segments per week um, just to keep everyone posted on everything that's going on. Jeez. Um, honestly, August and September are probably going to be the best months we've had in some time. And if you're a sports fan, um, it's even better. And... No recent time have we ever had all the major sports playing at once. Um, You know, there's just going to be a a ton of different stuff going on um, all at one time. It's going to be pretty difficult to follow, um, but we're all definitely excited. So I kind of screwed up this last week. Um, This was a previously recorded episode, and I thought it uploaded, and I guess it didn't. So I'm going to upload it here now. Um, It's a few days late, but bear with me. And then moving forward, uh, we have some really dope episodes that we're doing. So I uh, hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening.
1: Coronavirus and everything, and and how it has affected each of the sports leagues. <clears throat> and I'm going to give you guys some numbers on how actually the sports leagues that have played have made tremendous huge leaps and bounds and that i really don't think uh it's that hard to do and the only reason why it's maybe not being done is just because some either a some of these commissioners or leagues don't want to or they're scared of the backlash that they're going to get or plain and simple they're lazy Um, i'll start with the tbt the basketball tournament Mm. Uh, And this is an interesting one because there's actually four stages of it. On day one of the TBT, there were a total of 722 people, okay? That's including staff. That's including cameramen, reporters, all of the teams. Okay. Okay? There were 23 people that were tested positive for coronavirus, okay? How many? That was on the first... 23 people. Okay. That included two teams, which those two teams then had to be, like, once you get uh, tested positive, you're done. Like, your right. whole team's done. They don't even mess with you. So, Iberline Drive was done, and then I think Sydney Eagles were done. Just like that. Okay? Day two of testing, uh, that number went down to three people were tested. All staffers and... Like a cameraman, okay. By the time it was into, wait, wait,
0: wait. sorry, let me interrupt here. The people yeah. who were tested on day one that were it was twenty two or twenty three, mm-hmm. whatever it was, were those then retested the next day and it came to that number like a false positive, or those
1: people were quarantined
0: and like dismissed?
1: So out of the twenty three people, the two teams were dismissed. Oh, got it. And That's right. Thre- okay. And three people were quarantined. Got it. Now, those three people didn't get tested again two days after that that first initial test. Got it. So all that being said, on day five, which is still the round of 32, zero people were tested positive. Last day of the tournament, zero people were tested positive. Now, I do want to add, just to be clear, the TBT and their format was... Um, a little bit different than what these sports leagues are doing. Like if it's a it's a one and done. So if you lose, if your team loses, you're done. You're going home anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, obviously, if you're tested positive, and they do have a bubble as far as you cannot leave the hotel. Period. Um, you, which obviously the courts are in the hotel, workouts are in the hotel, all this and that. You cannot leave the hotel. So right. that's that. The Premier League in England, England's top league. For soccer. Uh, when the resumption of the league started, 5% were tested positive out of 1,822 people. That's all the teams, staffers, doctors, referees, uh, you name it. The whole everything, cameramen, everything. As of last week, which is their, you know, their, uh, 20th day in of playing, zero people were tested positive. Now, contrary to what the TBT did, Premier League did not have a bubble. Right. Okay, there are no travel restrictions. You can travel to the game. Obviously, the only restriction is there's no fans. Um, if you were on the sideline as a substitute, you wore a mask. You had to social distance, so you sat three or four seats away from your teammate. Uh, referees on the pitch did not have to wear a mask. Cameramen around the pitch did wear a mask. So there are obviously some laws and rules that you have to abide by. Uh, if you did come out of the game, like if you got subbed on, you immediately put a mask on and you sat three or fee- three or four seats away from somebody. But other than that, no restrictions. Zero people tested positive. They've been good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they're tested daily. Spain, La Liga nobody tested positive it's italian syria a syria a which uh you know whatever, whatever as of two months ago three months ago was the hot spot the epicenter of this whole thing mm-hmm. zero people have tested positive so you know basically what i'm getting at is there's different ways to do it the mba has taken the bubble approach which i think is okay um And if you do test positive, they quarantine you. They don't send you home. You're not allowed to leave, you know, certain parameters, which is okay. What I'm getting at is my bottom line is there's a way we can do this. Yes, it's not normal for now. We have to tweak it a little bit. I don't know if that means travel restrictions. I don't know if that means, you know, how many games are being played. But with the formula that that I've seen, it doesn't have to do with anything with travel because Spain, it's the Italian League, and the Premier League, They're there's traveling. no travel restrictions. Right. <sighs> bubble, I don't really – I mean, I think the bubble is like the safest way. I don't think it's the only way. Um, again, I think the NBA has just gone into like we are taking zero chances, which, again, I think is fine. Again, like I'm saying, there's a way you can do it. Baseball's doing the approach of, yeah, we can play at our home stadium. We're not going to play at one – campus or one park or two three parks whatever we're gonna travel you know to an extent Mm -hmm. obviously if you've seen the MLB schedule um you're gonna play your in division and then the AL of the same division so or the NL vice versa so the NL East will play the NL East and they'll play the AL East. East. AL West playing the NL West. So there is a little bit of traveling. It's not obviously what you would do so I think I really think the NFL and college football can do this. There are again, just it's not a disclaimer. It's it's not like nobody, anybody's trying to hide anything. There are gonna be some positive positive tests. That's yep. part of it. Um, I was actually watching the Yankee game today on MLB Network. There were at least ten people during that nine inning game that that tested positive. Coaches included that were at the game and that are tested negative now that are completely fine. Uh, DJ Lomayu, three mm. Phillies coaches that usually run their spring training, couldn't run spring training. Um, a Bo- Louis Sessa, one of the relief pitchers for the Yankees. Again, these are just guys off the top of my head that I sure just now all tested positive and they're all playing as of today. And these tests were made two weeks ago. So, Again, whether they get quarantined, whether you send them home, whether you know whatever it is, there's a way you can do it. It just has to be figured out. I think 100%. There's going to be an NFL season. I think 100%. There are actually going to be stands in the stadiums to a capacity. Yeah, fans, fans, fans in the stands. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's going to be 100%. And that's solely because, you know. I, it just, I don't think anyone's ready to take that risk, but I do believe that there's going to be people ready to watch games. I think sports are going to be back on. And once this little hurdle is passed and we can see, Oh, look, like the soccer teams that are MLS, same thing, a team tested positive. Okay. You can't play now. That's a tournament style. So, you know, that's a little different, but there's a way around it. We can all do it. We just got to get a little creative. We got to have patience and most importantly, you know, we got to keep just that, that positive attitude that it is going to work.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I guess my, I mean, there's a lot of rebuttals I have, you know, again, this thing's not going to be perfect. So I I don't want to be that guy that's like nitpicking and that kind of stuff. I and mean, we can get sports back in any capacity. You know, I'll take that right now. And you know, I've right. kind of, you know, I was a little dumbfounded by why and how we're doing these certain things ultimately i've come to realize it's not up to me if we can get sports back on i'll take what i can get at this point point. and if we can get all of them going you know at some time that's going to be it's going to be a great few months given the last few months that we've had with nothing sure. um the crazy thing to me though is like what nascar did with their approach You know, obviously you're talking about, but like when you compare it to any arena, I mean, how are they able to have 30,000 people in attendance given it's outdoor? So, you know, that's why that's what makes me a little bit more optimistic for football. Um, Yeah. You know, if you have a retractable roof or if your stadium's outdoor to begin with, um, you know, there's going to be, you know, a, a couple came out today saying that there's. 20%, 20%, you know, and this kind of stuff. And I think things will trickle in. And I think, you know, we've talked about this. For something that's still, we in July, you know, mid-July, uh, two months away, why are those being, like, why are those regulations being made now when we don't really know what it's going to look like in 60 days? You have NASCAR that has 30,000 fans, in attendance you know let's see how things play out I don't know how they're monitoring that or kind of keeping track but I know it was from what I've read kind of a test run to yeah. see kind of how things work out and you know if things work out well is there some kind of um not disclaimer but like when NFL comes out and says you know Ravens will have 20 percent capacity for the season is that like locked in set in stone or in two months if you know, there's no major outbreaks and cases in uh, deaths. Everything keeps going down like it is. Are they then going to say, okay, actually we'll have 50% and then change it? I don't know. It, you know, it just, it's a whole thing's like a little bit weird in that regard. Um, you know, and then you have the teams in the bubble, which obviously are going to have no fans in the stand, you know, so you got one sport that's got 30,000. You got another that's in a bubble. You have another who's still trying to figure it out, maybe at some capacity you know I, I don't know and then you have the pioneer like uh, the ufc you know who kind of just kicked everything off um still with no fans in other countries trying to figure it out the one i'm just dumbfounded on is golf yeah so, like you know i guess we're protecting you know it's, it's a health and safety thing but like people go to beaches they go to parks they go to this they go to that they go to grocery stores they go, how sure. can they not just follow a golfer? You know, I mean, you can still regulate to some capacity on how many people come, but yeah, have nobody. It's just weird. So my point, and I'm going to circle the wagon here and kind of tie the knot on this is I'm just like so dumbfounded on how all these minds and these people at the commissioners are so different on their approach and everything is so far off from each other. You would think, you know, I know a while back, I think it was about a month ago, you know the president had a, a call with all the commissioners of all the different leagues and i'm just curious on like from that time to now how some went left and some went right and it's just everyone's all over the place but it seems that nothing other than mlb i'm sorry uh, mls and nba everyone else has kind of gone a different direction yeah you
1: know yeah like, i also think i mean a lot of it has to do with kind of who's running you know look i mean we we're also realists here we know NFL gener- generates so much money that it would, I mean, cripple them if they didn't have a season or whatever. Um, and I've heard the same thing about March Madness. Like that lost, Mar- lost March Madness, they cannot afford another lost one. I mean, there's just – it makes too much money for everybody. Not only the colleges, just for the TV network. I mean, to everybody. Um, you're, they just can't do it, so they're going to find a way. You know, again, I I think the biggest problem is right now the NCAA does not have a commissioner. So, you know, NBA, again, for now, it's not perfect. Like you said, uh, Adam Silver, I think, is a little bit more conservative. I would say that Roger Goodell probably is a little bit more aggressive Mm -hmm. a tad. Dana White is probably, you know the most aggressive saying basically F this, we're going to do it until like somebody says we can't. Right. Um, You know, and everyone in between, they've kind of got their own tweaks and turns to it. But the NCAA, I feel like is the biggest problem right now because you have teams in your own conference that are agreeing and doing different things than the other teams in the conference, which is, I mean, forget about everything else. It's just a nightmare scheduling nightmare uh, just logistically, I, I don't see how half of the Pac-12 can say, "Yeah, you know how oh, we're going to have a season," and the other half of the Pac-12 is saying, "You know what? There's like a forty percent chance that we play out of our conference." Yeah. Um, and you know, I've seen tweets to say that SEC is basically saying, like, we're going to go ahead and do it. I saw something today that said. The Tennessee Chancellor said face masks are not required on campus or at games or anything at the University of Tennessee. My kind of so, game. I, I, again, you just can't be that far apart yeah. within college football. But, again, when you don't have a commissioner, you don't have a committee, and you just have the NCAA who hasn't made a statement. I mean, I should correct myself. They've made a statement, but it's been so, like, blanketed and surface like, you know, we're going to do what it, what we have to do to keep our athletes, our student athletes safe. Well, that's, I mean, you didn't have to even say that. We know that. Yeah. You know, but to the Ivy League saying, yeah, we're not going to do anything until spring, you know, to the ACC saying, no, we're going to have football. We just don't know how. To Notre Dame saying, we're trying to schedule, I'm talking about football here. Notre Dame football saying like, look, we need to fill up our games. We're going to schedule and we're going to play we don't know how or when or like what kind of scenario it is, but we're playing again. Like it's, I feel like one side of the college football is on like a, and the other side's on Z. Like it can't be that far in between. Yeah. Um,
0: and you kind of said it in the beginning and I was actually kind of arguing with somebody today a little bit about it, but I'm I'm going to almost like stop because I, you know, there's no, there's no winning in this thing. You know, it is just going to be, completely different. So I'm trying to like stop myself from getting worked up and take a back seat. But yeah, I mean, everyone is just so far off, yeah. um, you know, with, you know, you just, you have the gunslingers then you have the people who are walking on eggshells, you know? And yeah. I guess I'm very curious on if it's for those that are walking on eggshells and very, very conservative with this. Is it, are they, basing that decision off the facts and data or are they basing it off um what could come backlash wise or what you know um you know executives or um boosters or you know where where is that pressure coming from it's just it it baffles me in my mind honestly how you have tennessee you know saying basically f everything you know we this is the way we're going to do it and then you have you know, the Ivy league who says we're pushing our season back six months. It's just, that's like we were just talking about. It's crazy. It really
1: is. No. And that's, it's, if I were to answer that question for me personally, I'd say one, I don't even know what like the correct information is. (laughs) It's so much muddy water. (laughs) Yeah. And like, where do I get that? Like, is it on the internet? Is it on the news? I mean, you can't, I I don't think I'm as naive to think that the news is giving me the right info, whatever station you watch, because it's just so skewed on where and what and you know is there a is there a backstory to it? And I, I don't get into that political stuff. I try not to as much, at least. Um, but yeah, no, you. I mean, you're. It's it's. I think it's more the backlash. I think people are just scared. And look, I mean, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, but basketball, college basketball. About eighty percent of college basketball at the power five conferences started workouts today with coaches, teams, everybody again, it was a little skewed you can't go as long you know, but the full team was in there so on the other end of the spectrum, I saw that football you know like there was two TCU football guys for instance that have tested positive again I'm not saying nobody's going to test positive and I'm not saying this is like a A foolproof, no—that this is as healthy as we can get. There's going to be no leaks, nothing. No, there are stuff that's going to get out. There are teams that are going to get infected. But I think you mentioned this actually weeks ago. We have to just treat it right now as an injury. Mm -hmm. You know, the same way you would sprain your knee or pull a hamstring, and you're on the 10-day DL. For some of these guys, it's like a three-day DL. I've seen guys, you know, like hey, well, I'm not feeling well. Hey, I tested positive. I tested positive Monday, Thursday, I tested again, and I'm good. I have no symptoms. I'm ready to play. Look at, like, Westbrook. Hey, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: he's playing, like, this week
1: or something, like, you know, in, like, a scrimmage. Yeah. Like, he, will, he will be playing in the first scrimmage game. And as of four days ago, over the weekend, he was tested positive. Wasn't even with the team yet. Uh, so, again, I mean, I, I just feel like we have to just close that gap a little bit and say okay maybe we let some fans in and monitor we take your temperature you know on entrance or whatever that has to be but I just I feel like we're just going from zero to 100 where we don't need to like we just we need to relax and like you said football is still two months away we don't need to make anything harsh decisions now I mean just you know I did see on Florida again I don't even know if it's true but in Florida the curve has flattened you know now obviously that curve is still pretty high. Like the infected rate is still a little high, but it is going down. Like it is flattening. So
0: yeah. And you know, uh, again, the, the media outlets, like it's the whole thing is it's crazy, man, because you know, I think the most important thing to understand is people keep dying on that. The cases have gone up, but, we're also testing a lot more people. So, you know, I, I wish there was more of an approach of like calmness and not so much like fear and that kind of stuff. You know, it is what it is. None of us can control sure, that. Sure. But um, I was just reading something right now. So the NBA and NHL combined tested basically just under 3,000 people today. Okay. And there were only two positives, and both of those were in the NHL. So basically, nobody tested positive in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I wish that was portrayed as much as some of this other craziness. You exactly. know what I, mean? I think, like, I'm not even sure, to be honest with you, and this is where I guess question marks, you know, we're not going to get into that kind of stuff, but would be raised and red flags on my end is, like, why isn't that a story? Like, why isn't that, like, front page? Why isn't that the number one story on SportsCenter, like, I feel like it would give, there would be such a a sense of relief, not that this thing has passed or flattened even, but that there's some positive with all this negative that's been going on (coughs) and moving in the right direction. Like, I don't, to me, I just can't, I honestly can't wrap my head around that.
1: To be honest, I think it would actually catch some momentum and and gain some momentum. And like, you know, like you said, it would, it would, Put some hope, and it would gain momentum. And all of a sudden, these other sports leagues would say, "Okay, hold on." Like, you know, as yeah. of 14 days ago, there were five percent people tested a positive. In a span of two weeks, we're down to zero. So, again, and that was kind of my point. There's a way we can do it. There's a way they can do it. We just have—I mean, not we, because I wish I was in there—but they just have to put their heads together and just figure this out. I mean, it can't be that hard. Yeah. Uh, no. The interesting to me is to kind of transition. How will this impact some of these guys that are opting out not to play? You know, uh, the NBA is a tricky boat. You know, probably trickier than – I shouldn't say trickier than all of them because, you know, you got to strike when the iron's hot, this and that. But some of these guys who are playing for a contract year, mm-hmm. and we've – you know, that term has been thrown out a lot. You've seen – Career high numbers when guys know, like, okay, like, I need to do something because next year is my year. And a lot of guys are opting out not to play. Um, In baseball, it's happened a little bit as well. I don't know if that's a positive or if it's a negative for some of these guys. Some of the older guys, I can't imagine it being a positive just because, you know, imagine if you were out of the game for a whole year, you know, with an injury. <clears throat> now I get it. Some will say, you know what, I was still getting shots up an or I was still taking VP or I was still whatever, working on my game. It's just not the same, and it never is the same. You know, th- there have been – I can name probably 20 guys that have lost a year of injury, and they will never be the same. It's just their numbers have dipped. You're a year older. There's no way you can step back into it. Um, so it's interesting how some of these guys are taking that year off maybe thinking the grass is greener when I don't know. I mean, I just think it's such a huge risk, the risk reward, I should say for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, And there's, it's kind of a
0: twofold because, um, tenfold, not twofold. Um, you have those who are doing it for a, a variety of different reasons. Some, which I think everyone would agree with, you know, it's, you know, a family member that lives with you or, you know, a a newborn, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone can have their, their thing. Um, but I'm with you on that. I mean, there are, it, it depends on the sport too. Like NFL, I haven't heard too many people NFL wise yet coming out. I think it's maybe too early for that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, a year off of all the wear and tear could, Potentially be a positive, depending on what position you play and that kind of stuff. Um, but the NBA, you know, depending on the, I know you're talking about the contract year and that kind of stuff. It's not only a, a a serious impact on the individual, but the impact it has on the team as well. You know, I mean, just the Giants, like Buster Posey not playing. I mean, he's arguably your franchise player. You're going to play sure. the whole year now without your franchise player. You know, most other scenarios have been role guys, but that still impact the organization um, significantly. And then you have, like, the Indiana Pacers, like Oladipo. Like, originally right. said he's out, and now I'm hearing, like, maybe he's not. Like, maybe he's going to play. Yeah. Again, you know, arguably your top one or two players on, on that roster and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think... You know, you have pros and cons with the whole thing. I don't think anybody blames anybody for not playing. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, if you don't want to play, don't play. I don't. There's no right. You know, I think we can all kind of see that point and kind of see through that and move on. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is interesting. I mean, there's there there's a total dynamic that can like look at the Lakers. You know, you just you go down a couple guys. I mean, the Rondo thing was an injury, but you know on a championship team where everyone knows how important some of those role guys are and you lose one, it changes your whole, it could potentially change your whole, um, the whole makeup of your, of your team.
1: Yeah. Well, another thing also is, and this has worked for, this is, you know, just taking soccer for the premier league. Liverpool has not lost a game at home in two years. And in a span of, you know, two weeks with the resume of play, they drew twice to the bottom two teams at home. Now, mind you, they already won the title. It's over. Like, they already won the Premier League. But that is a huge difference. Like, I don't think people are understanding. That little break, you can't just turn it on. You can't get that momentum. You know, if you're, like, the three seed, again, I don't know. If you're, like, the Nuggets or the Jazz and – You're that three, four seed. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. And now you have to get that going again. It's not as easy as some people think. You can't just look at a roster and say, oh, okay, well, we're just back into it. I mean, there's a huge learning, you know, a a curve that is going to take place. Not to mention that's if you don't add anybody. Like you said, the Lakers are adding two, I'd say, pretty dynamic personalities to it. You know, and losing probably two dynamic personalities on the other end, losing Bradley and Rondo, like for what they did for that team, I think just goes beyond the stats. Yep. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to me that I, I actually think some teams are going to kind of throw in the white towel and just say, you know what, it's like we kind of don't have a shot at this thing anyway. Why make things worse? We'll play out of respect of our fans and our you know, organization and the league, <clears throat> but we're going to go out there we'll do what we can, but we're going to pack this thing up, call it a season, and we'll move on to next season, yep. uh, i.e. the Nets, which I've been telling anybody that has two ears, you just you, you can't look at that roster and say that scares anybody in the NBA. <laughs> but maybe, you know, I don't know how things worked out. No, um,
0: that's, that's not um... – that's not a competitive roster at, at the moment. There's no way. Yeah. No way.
1: Anymore. So, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously very interesting. I mean, like you said in the beginning of our segment, I'm just happy we're getting something because the past four months, not only have we not had anything, it's just been so negative. Like, I feel like every time I turn something on, I'm waiting for something negative to come on. You know, the NFL is now saying we're not going to do it. The MLB can't come to an agreement. It's like it can't. Uh, we can't. It can't be this hard when some people are saying we're ready to play, and others are saying, you know, well, we don't even have a season yet.
0: You know what was? I know we're kind of past it now. You know, for the most part, but um, kind of going back a couple weeks, I actually thought it was a really interesting dynamic because people are on such different sides of this argument. Was the whole, especially with the MLB, the whole thing about like? all the, uh, the the halts and like the negotiations, you know, when there's so many people out of work right now and there, you have an opportunity to go back and... Oh, exactly. You know, there, there's so many, you know, there's health, there's financials, there's, um, you know, salaries and all that kind of stuff and uh, collective bargaining agreements for this year and what that looks like moving forward and um, revenues and that kind of stuff. There are so many like layers to this whole thing that, had to be um dissected and projected and weighed in. It just—it's crazy. Like there's a lot of levels to this. That's not as simple as just you know, let's play ball type thing. And sure, um, to see all the different organizations, I mean, uh, leagues and how they took that approach is was kind of fascinating to follow. You know, it's a little bit exhausting, obviously. But yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're. Um, you know. To a degree, kind of going to get everything back here in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, the NFL is slowly starting to trickle with what they're projecting, you know, if there's going to be fans or not. Um, like I mentioned earlier, NASCAR's done it a couple of weeks in a row. Um, I, I'm just curious, like, even baseball, you know, forget the bubble, because that, you know, that kind of is what it is. Um, I'm just kind of curious if any of these leagues, you know, depending on how things progress, like, is there an option to kind of change that as things go along? Or is it already in whatever agreement from the players and owners that this is just how it's going to be for the whole year? Um, even like, you know, we're not talking a ton about it, but like UFC, like, at some point, are they going to go to some kind of like, um, you know, uh, limited capacity thing? I feel like it's a lot of the outdoors stuff. Yeah. That's, probably going to be the the first, you know, given NASCAR and that kind of stuff. But until PGA does something, I I don't know that I can stay silent on that. It literally makes zero sense to me, like zero. I cannot wrap my head around the PGA thing.
1: Yeah, the PGA thing, I don't even know how, I don't even know how you can even make a case because even if let's say it was at an outdoor and the PGA is actually, let me think here. Yeah, probably it's the one sport that does not have seating.
0: Except for the grandstands that, like, you know, certain holes like on, that, on the 18th, 18th hole or, yeah. you know.
1: Whatever. But I mean, I don't, know, I don't know the attendance of a, you know, whatever, the US Open or the, I don't know the attendance of those. But let's say there's 20,000 fans, I'm just assuming, you know, on a regular day. I'd say 90% of them are probably standing and walking around. Is that fair to say? I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think so.
1: so. I mean, isn't that what we're like kind of going for? Like don't be seated. Don't stay in one place. Move around. If you go to the beach, you can't, you know, whatever. I know people are doing it, but if you go to the beach, don't suntan. Move around. It's Yeah, it's the same thing. That makes zero sense. I don't even know how you can make a case for it. Other than, like we both said, you just don't want to be that first league that F's it up and gets the backlash and is just…
0: And here's the thing. PGA, you know, all the like MLS and that kind of stuff. It's tickling the itch right now, but don't get it twisted as next week when MLB and NBA are back on, they're going to have to like, PGA is going to have to do something to compete because nobody's going to be watching with everything else. You have to, you know what I mean? And then we're just uh, inching closer to football and then you're, you're really screwed, you know, outside of the majors. With no fans and, you know, unless it's some kind of like Sunday electric finish, you know, playoff, you might not get anybody watching until Sunday. And that's if Tiger's playing, you know, and he's in like the final group. Um, You know, it's just, I'm I'm hoping by at some point, uh, you know, they make a couple tweaks here and there just to, you know, make it a little bit more interesting and, you know, the fan experience, but. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe is it hard coded, and it's just this is how it's going to be for the remainder of the year, or is there, like I said, some kind of uh, addendum or amendment to, um, yeah, know, kind of make a change, and then what? People have to sign off on it, or you
1: know, I don't know. There's just a
0: lot. That's what I mean.
1: That's all getting I, at. There's. I, is I, I can't lot. believe. I can't believe that. I mean, it's hard to believe that they wouldn't change if things got better, you know. Especially like you said, because football's two months out if this thing, you know, dies down and we're kind of in a better place mentally, everybody, we're a little bit more comfortable. I can't imagine them saying, look, we're going to fill this thing up 75%, whatever, however we need to do it. We're going to do it because we have to, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, so kind of moving into the next thing. And it kind of just, you know, I didn't actually plan on talking about it, but because of some news that dropped now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really curious on your take here. Think NFL for a minute or this could even be college. I mean, we don't know. We haven't heard anything yet. If some teams allow limited capacity and some teams come out and say zero for the entire year, think about how that changes like road games and stuff like that. Like there's some crazy things to consider now, like. Jets and Giants both came out and said zero. So, like, not that either one of them is like a dominant force (laughs) right now, but you know, there are some teams. um, God, I was I was talking to you about it a couple weeks ago. Maybe the Browns. I think the Browns play at Jets and at Giants. I know they play them both. I think they're both road games. One of them might be a home game. But think if you had those two teams on your schedule. And neither one of them has fans. It takes away like significant home field advantage for the home teams, you know, and and then, uh, you know, another team like the Ravens, or there was another one who's going to have 20% um, capacity. And what that looks like, is that even an advantage or is it just like to, you know, consume sponsors and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Green Bay is the other one. New England, 20% approximately. Jets, Giants, no fans. And then Baltimore, approximately 20%. 20%. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, not only, you know, you look at it from the road game, but you look at some of these NFL teams, and the one that comes to my mind is like the Broncos. When you go to mile high, mm -hmm. I don't care how bad Denver is and how bad they've been in the last, you know, whatever year or two, you're going to be in for a die. It's just not an easy place to play. Number one, obviously, for the altitude, but number two, the fans. I mean, you're going to look at some of these teams that are on the cusp of making playoffs who have to play the Denver or, you know, have to play – I guess it wouldn't matter because KC is so good, but KC is obviously an impossible place to win. Even when they're not good, but now they're unbelievable, so, you know, you're kind of screwed. But, God, I mean, if, you're, if you have some of these teams on your schedule and they usually do have a nice little home field, You've got to be looking at your chops and saying, dude, we've got an unbelievable chance to get in here. Saints. I mean, you're telling me we can go to New Orleans and there's no, there's no fans? Yep. I mean, we can steal one here when usually we'd be looking at a thing. Hey, man, we're a 10 point dog. I mean, just mm. walking in. Forget, I mean, forget about everything else. We just, the fans alone were down 10.
0: And even so. conference, like, think, think individual conferences. Like, Patriots are going to be at minimum, let's say, 20% jets have nobody let's see what bills and dolphins end up doing but what if you're the only team in your conference that has any fans and yeah. you have to play what six games you know three balls at, at home and then three of them on the road with really no disadvantage other than travel in that you know in in your conference it's not significant travel so it's really not like you're changing major time zones or going cross country or anything like that um it's crazy. I mean that that part is, um, is really interesting. Really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah no, it's and it, furthermore, that's the NFL. Now you go to college football, where the crowd is that thing could be like seventy percent of some of these teams' wins.
0: Seriously, you know, playing that I mean, VOTEC on a Thursday might not be so uh, bad anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you go into LSU. Whatever, Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, some of these you're like, okay, we're again we're down two touchdowns when we get off the bus. You have no fans at LSU you're playing in Death Valley and there's nobody. I mean, still a great team, but can't imagine some of these teams saying, Hey, we actually have a fighter's chance in this thing.
0: Yeah. But no. I uh I I agree. There's so much to get to too. I mean, we we can this thing, you know, we've been uh dormant for three four months it's like i could in a really weird way i wish i like had some kind of say for like everything that's going on like yeah put me on some kind of committee that just oversees all the sports you know what i mean i just have so much like input and um ideas and that kind of stuff and it's just my personality that's why i gotta just take a deep breath and take a step back because so much of it bothers me and so much excites me, but it's like at the same time, it's completely out of your control.
1: Yeah. We'll take what we can get.
0: Totally. Um, As we kind of wind down, give me your, I'll give you a second to think about it a little bit. Give me with all the different sports right now, give me your hot take for the entire rest of the year. Sports wise, pick any sport, any team, any player, any organization, um, one kind of, you, know, off-the-beaten off path take on something that's going to happen or someone that's going to do well or not do well, completely your choice. Um, putting you on the spot here, for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Complete hot take. I actually don't think the Lakers or Clippers will, are going to win the title this year.
0: Okay, so two of the top three teams that are favored, right?
1: Yep. I don't think. Yeah.
0: I think neither of those teams are going to win. So you're basically saying Bucks win the championship
1: this year? Or you don't even think really Bucks are coming out? I mean, when uh, I do think the Bucks are going to be in the mix, but when was the last time in the NBA a top team, the top five team, didn't win the NBA championship? Right, they do. They, always, they not, I just think this if any year is the year that it happens. In baseball it happens I feel like every other year. You know, a yeah. team that gets hot and they just win. NFL there's always like a surprise team that you're just like, okay, I, they you came out of nowhere and they're there. The Giants you, wild
0: card years and that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, Giants yeah. I mean Giants wild card years were beating freaking the Patriots. So yep. that's even more unbelievable. So um, take it a
0: step further then, if you don't think Lakers or Clippers are going to win it. Are you sold that then the Bucks are going to win it, or do you have a team in the East that just steals this whole thing?
1: I actually think Boston is like a – I can't say sneaky because they're a top-four seed, but I really think this is sneaky. a perfect kind of – I don't know. I just think this is good for them. I think this is like – They've got enough young guys. I don't think this layoff really hurts. They've got some vets. I think this is kind of a good chemistry, yep. steal a year and win a championship year for them.
0: I'm kind of with you on that, and I'll kind of elaborate a little bit more on why. Is this year reminds me of March Madness in a really weird way, where it's like, you know, the Kemba Walker. I mean, now I'm actually making the drawing the parallel with Kemba Walker. Like when they were at UConn and they just went on that crazy run to win it. Crazy, yeah. Like they played – how many games like in that Big East tournament or whatever it was? They played – Yeah, they won five games. five games
1: games in five days or something like that? Five games, five days, and they just parlayed that to
0: winning the whole thing. And that's how I think this thing goes. And ironically, Kemba Walker's on the Celtics. But when you have two guards that basically can score any time, it doesn't matter – like what's going on i think it really does especially on this short run you know shortened season into the playoffs i think that's like the key dynamic to getting there i don't know about winning it but for sure to get there like teams that are even up there like the uh the jazz the 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 nuggets and that kind of stuff where you kind of have a big in the mix i just you know you'll be in the mix a little bit, but you're not like really considered a contender. You know what I mean? Right. So when you have two guys that can just get you a bucket at any time, I, I give you a fighting, a puncher's chance.
1: Yeah. No, know. I mean, not to mention those two teams that you named, the Jazz and the – I mean, they, re- they rely so heavily on their home court advantage. Yeah. You know, that you – I mean, pre-coronavirus, I was saying, hey, nobody wants to play Denver. Just because you have to play seven games against them, three of them at least, or two of them, whatever, in Denver. So anything you have after that, I mean, it, it takes a lot out of you. Utah, tough place. So God, I, I don't. I think two people aren't taking things. Number one, kind of what I said. You can't just turn it on and off. I don't think the top teams are going to remain the top teams. Like it's hard to get that back going. And number two, there's no fans. So you know. I, looking at, hey, man, this is game seven. I, yeah, it's game seven, but this is – you don't have an advantage. Another thing which we can, you know, maybe do on our next podcast, more like gambling related, how some of these lines are going to be set. Because, oh. you know, for NFL at least, NFL's always been the best home field advantage. If you give me the top four teams, you know, I don't know. Denver, um, New England, Saints, Casey, let's just say. I'm probably missing Pittsburgh yeah, or whoever. probably have three of the four,
0: I mean, I would think. Would, yeah.
1: yeah, those, home field, you get your – that's three points right there. Yep. Right, so if I'm playing at New England, it's already minus three before we even know who the hell we're playing. Now you play New England and they're seven and a half, so you, lines ten. How will that – like how are they making these lines for the NBA? I just think, from a from a gambling perspective, I think so many lines are going to be complete guesses. You you can't. How do you handicap this? I mean, <laughs> the first ten days is a complete crapshoot. Like, we have nothing to even base our stuff on. Number one. Number two. There's no fans. There's no home fo- home court. Are we just doing it based off who has the better roster? I mean, that can't be it. That's never the case. I mean, you could see you could see some like teams i'm not joking some teams that are like minus 12 that lose the game outright (laughs) and you could see like hey plus four this is going to be and they just favorite just blows them out by 30 i mean i don't know i'm completely interested to see that aspect of it
0: what will be the biggest margin
1: of defeat for the brooklyn nets 25 plus i mean it just it has to be you, you can't roll out a roster like that and, and expect – I mean, their starting five is still really bad in NBA terms. Sure. Right? I mean, NBA, you need half a star. Yep. They don't even have like a half a star. Yep. Joe Harris, you know, I, I uh, mean – But like, come on. like Joe Harris, Harris is
0: good when you have like Kyrie and KD.
1: Like, <laughs> and Harris listen. LeVert. I mean, there's some guys that I know, but – you're not. I mean, these guys are on thirty-point scores. Not to mention their bench is just god awful. I I can't imagine them just losing, especially early on when you know they're not even ready to play. They're not. I mean, I don't know. If nobody's ready to play, but yeah, I can't imagine them now losing by twenty-five to somebody legit. <laughs> you know. Totally. But then again, I actually think if if you were to ask me, like my complete wild card. I'd say the Sixers. It's
0: my wild, I, that's my wild. That's
1: my, that's not even what, my
0: hot take. I'm going to get to my hot take in a little bit, but I'm with you on that. And I, I sent it to our group text. Everyone yeah. thinks I have, looking at me like I have 10 heads, but I, those are the kind of teams in the, uh, a total Russian roulette of a playoff
1: or whatever you want to call it that like, they're just what is, dangerous. What, what is in, in blackjack? If you have this number, what is the complete like risk? Like if you have 14, is it a gamble? No, no. What's like the 50-50? Is it, am I making sense? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Well, first it depends on what the dealer is showing. But yeah, it's like the… Um,
1: 14 or 15? 16, know. you know, sixteen, seventeen. 17. The Sixers are like 15. You can hit six and hit blackjack or you can just this thing. You could hit like king and you they could, <laughs> they cannot… They can get bounced. They can be like a seven seed because it just blows up and beats it. It just doesn't – their coach uh, – this sums up with their coach. I know they don't, like, really like it. It's never kind of worked. Yeah. Or they can just say, you know what, like, this just works and we just can't even, like, help ourselves and it's been working great. It, yeah. it, it's – they are the Dr. Jekyll Hyde team, dude. I, I can't wait to see them because they actually – you know, some would say they're probably the most – one of the most talented teams in the East. Who am I, I, I again? I haven't freaking
0: watched a damn NBA game in a while. Who am I missing? They have Tobias Harris. Who else is in that lineup? That like I thought there was someone else. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, obviously Embiid and Simmons, Horford. Oh, Horford! Oh, My God. Yeah. No, they're.
0: I mean, it's not a team you want to. Maybe it is a team you want. It's either a team you really want to see or a team so you point, want nothing to do with, and nothing in between.
1: Exactly. Like you don't even know what you want right. until game day.
0: Uh, oh God, yeah. That's a that's a good. I'm with you on that. I know we probably agree on too much on this stuff, but that's yeah. That's gonna be absolutely, absolutely crazy. I mean, you're talking about lines. You know, again, we'll do a whole segment on this for sure. But yeah, he, nothing will be affected as much as NBA because you as far really, as, what? as far as like lines and how these oh, yeah. are even gonna create them. You know what I mean? Um, baseball is just quirky to begin with. Like anybody can beat anybody at
1: any time. So it kind of is what it is. But, but at least in baseball, if you have the best pit, you know, Garrett Cole and you have the Yankees, you might lose a couple, but out of 20 games, you're probably going to win 17, 18 for sure. I mean. But how many? Think about this. What's the season? 60 games or something
0: like that? Or what, yeah, what is it? 60. So if you have a five-man rotation, right, you're going to have pitchers, and again, you know, I'm assuming, let's say twelve starts or whatever it is, right? I don't know, man. Like an ace, you know, is going to pitch twelve, ten and two kind of a thing is probably like unbelievable given like what's going on. Um, but yeah, but like we were talking about the Dodgers, like you know, three to one right off the bat, like freaking first game. What are some of these? I mean, I guess it won't get too crazy. I guess. I, I don't know. That'll be another interesting one. But yeah, nothing's going to be like basketball. Nothing.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's that part of it's going to be insane. I don't you even know how you can like pretend to know what you're talking about. No. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of these lines now and it's crazy. Like I wouldn't even right now. I wouldn't even know who to take for what NBA, Oh. You know, like Clippers Clippers Lakers, Lakers minus one and a half. So they're basically saying we have zero clue. Magic at Brook well not at, but magic versus Brooklyn. Magic minus six. I mean I just don't know how like I didn't know who the magic have, but I would put whatever <laughs> on
0: that. Yeah, you would think it's just a no brainer.
1: Let I look. could do this for, I could do this for you on our next podcast which you know you would probably if I asked you games Ooh. you would probably guess the line you'd be pretty close sure in if normal I asked, yeah. if I asked you now you would have zero you, not zero but you would miss by two points on 80% of these yeah and honestly we'll, we'll, we'll do
0: at. that i just cuz i haven't looked and i won't Scouts honor, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. but I haven't. Um, I only know the 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 Lakers one because I've it's been all over. You know, a lot of people talking about that one. Sure. And that stuff. My hot take. Let's hear it. Way out there. I mean, like way, like freaking Pluto type stuff. I think in the fall, maybe the winter. But before the year's over, maybe even like something crazy, like like January like New Year's or something like that, yeah. you know, I think Conor McGregor comes out of retirement and fights in the first UFC fight in Vegas with fans with and fans. fans. And that could be like even the fall. My thing is at some point, especially when football comes back, even with no fans, it doesn't matter. They just dominate so much that everything else is going to take a hit. During that time, yeah, and I don't know. I applaud UFC for everything they've done because it's like given me some kind of something to watch, and they've been unbelievable fights and that kind of stuff. The problem is, they did so much so fast, there's really not many like major fights on the horizon, like, everyone's kind of already fought or there's maybe one or two here and there but nothing yeah. that like moves the needle for like your casual fan. Like the sure. real MMA junkies are probably like oh I can't wait to watch these two guys wrestle, you know, okay great. Yeah. Not like selling pay-per-views though. Sure. They're almost out of like huge headlining fights that just blow pay-per-view sales out of the water. You know what I mean? yeah i don't see mcgregor ever returning to fight without st- uh, fans cuz i think that's just mm-hmm. his thing and no, i don't even know if i blame him but mma is going to hit a weird point you know and i'm i'm actually going to dive into like their pay-per-view sales and that kind of stuff and just see if what it looks like and maybe even keep track of it a little bit when other uh, sports resume but i think they did a, a lot more during this time because no one had anything else to watch um but I honestly believe that your casual fan there's really nothing I love m m a and I think I know more than the average fan um There's really nothing that I see outside of maybe one fight that is like a, a huge like blockbuster fight for the u f c but even those guys aren't like on McGregor's status. They might even be better than McGregor now or beat him you know if they fight but at some point, I think there is going to be that crossroads, especially right around the time football starts where, you know, hats off to MMA for just having the balls to just figure this thing out. But from the business standpoint, they're going to be up against the top dogs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, and something, they're going to have to do something somewhere somehow. And it might be something crazy. Like, it might be an Abu Dhabi fight island, fight Island with like a bunch of rich motherfuckers out there in the stands. Like people might just buy tickets to Abu Dhabi. They might have some freaking crazy package that like, I think something crazy like that is going to happen. Um, and Dana White just, you know, he's such a pirate. Like you, if anyone's going to pull something like that off, it's him, it's him, you know, everything else I think will, is we kind of already know how it's going to play out. Um, but that's my hot take. I think something crazy like that, not him coming out of retirement's not crazy. I think the build-up and everything yeah. that is uh, intertwined with that, I think is going to be something just like absolutely
1: out there crazy. I wonder if like the, the Khabib thing will ever surface again. I mean, that would be,
0: yeah. But could, I mean, I, he wouldn't get only problem with that is, he probably wouldn't. It couldn't be McGregor because I don't know if he's next in line for a title fight. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's got to be something like that. I mean, you're, yeah. Like I said, you're. Um, it's like just playing a lot of regular season games. You know what I mean? Like oh, sure. now we need like we need something. Oh. You know, make we I mean, need a mega fight. That's the next thing.
1: And to his point, I mean, I, I, I have no idea, but I'm sure he's probably thinking, if you guys keep giving me Saturday night and I'm Dana, what's like, I'll take these all day. Yeah. I but mean, until, in, until there's a major one. Yeah. Yeah. Until there's you know, basketball or baseball or football for sure. But for the past oh. six weeks, two months, he's been like, oh, this is easy money.
0: Yep. I can run some like, you know, midweek ones here and there, or even just like yeah. a, like an average card on a Saturday and a bunch of people are going to tune in. This is fantastic. And, you know, they did that crazy one, you know, with like three huge fights on the card and, you know, I'm sure it did really well, but that's my, um, that's my projection. I think at some point you just kind of run out of contenders and fights that like people care about, you know, you're always going to have title fights. There's always gonna be someone else next in line. Sure. They're in this weird kind of like stalemate position where, you got Khabib, like, you know, stuck in Russia, and, you know, I, I don't even know yeah. what's going on. A couple guys retired. Another, like, flyweight guy retired with the belt, you know, type deal. So, you're, you know, you're kind of running out of, uh, like, mega names, you know, that sell and drive kind of your business. So
1: For sure. And
0: you, you know, it, it works when there's no competition. Your only competition is, like, golf. You know what I mean? But um, And not
1: really, because golf isn't on Saturday night. I mean, if anything... Yeah, exactly. Day day. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great point.
0: That's a great yeah, point. Um, it's easy. Yeah, no, I got a... There's been such, such so much downtime. I think I probably have like 10 hot takes, but that's...
1: Yeah.